It's a good show. Hi, I'm Louise Goffin, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio at Starburns Industries with Myra Flynn. Hey, what's up? This is good. This has been a good episode so yeah, far. I do what I can to it make things good. rich. <laughs> and now we are joined by, as you say... The only woman that you invited to join us. I feel so honored. Marley <laughs> Otto. Special. I feel very Welcome special. Welcome to Radio Hi, 8 Ball, thank you. Marley. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, I, uh, I don't know what to make of that. What do you make of that, Myra? Well, this woman is like woman, you know. She is... She is all women. Woman, hear me, she, She's not women. She's all woman. Like she's just a boss, and she's very. Uh, I don't know. I trust and, that. I trust that I'm in good hands, and you know, whatever she says, whatever comes out of her mouth. Here's hoping. No pressure. So no just pressure. in case you didn't no, hear. But even if you fucked up, I would still trust that. You I know like that I mean? we can fuck. That we can yeah. say fuck. We can that say fuck. It's a podcast, right? So. And just because we, I, I want to make sure listeners heard. The name is Marley Otto. This is true. Yes. Marley and, like Bob Marley. And Otto like <laughs> or Preminger. Like Marley. Yeah, just my parents' name. My parents named me after Bob Marley. <laughs> Did they? That's why I say it because otherwise people are like, "Oh, Marlene, Marla," and uh, I'm like, "No, no." Yeah, they have a really hard time with Myra as well. So they yeah. have the R. It's like it needs to be Mariah. Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing. <laughs> no Mira. <laughs> no, that'd be way too eclectic. No, yeah. it's like it's I, or sometimes Myrna, and I'm like, "Is this like 1876?" <laughs> like I haven't heard that name in such a My long time. God. And sure, yeah, it's the R. Yeah. It throws people off. Marley and Myrna. There you go. Perfect. Two peas in a pod. Two peas in a fucked up name pod. And you are a singer-songwriter as well? I am, correct. I front a band called The Color Coast. Color is spelled um, the Canadian way because I am kind of bossy and Canadian. You are Canadian? (laughs) Yes, I am. Oh, I love it. What part of of Canada? I grew up outside Toronto, and then I lived in Toronto for six years. Outside of Toronto, like Waterloo? Like what? I'm literally from Waterloo. Really? Oh. That was a really specific guess. <laughs> and accurate. Yes, I am from Waterloo. I was born on a commune in the middle of nowhere, but I grew up in Waterloo. I used to play. I remember the, there's a club in Waterloo that I used to play in the late 90s and early like aughts. Popgator or... I don't remember. The, okay, that's Popgator, you two. Look, I'm going to leave. I'm, 
<laughs> anyway, I used to love Waterloo. I think That's it's the, so funny. I, I think it's the only place that I ever ended up on the cover of a of a weekly. Okay. Yeah. So like the Waterloo. I, Re- yeah. Fair. I mean, it's a great city. I loved it. And it's only gotten like more. My mom's a musician there, and I've been gone since I was like eighteen. But she's like the the music scene and the music culture there has just keeps developing and keeps growing, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Are there so, any Canadian like not Canadian like? Like Joni Mitchell or Neil Young. I did also really enjoy that two of your top three are Canadian. (laughs) Yeah. I really... (laughs) I like that. But are there... What is that about? Yeah. It's the New England. It's like closer. It's close. It's just the lyrics thing, too. Yeah, totally. But is there... Are there Canadian acts that maybe... uh, Aren't as famous in the United States that you that were f- uh, foundational for you or that you still follow? Um, I mean, I grew up on a really weird mix of like my dad was a big Stan Rogers fan, which is like East Coast Canadian folk music. Mm-hmm. So that was like in there, and then um, the other ones weren't really like Bob Marley and my mom's a classical musician, but. There were a lot of Canadian bands, like, there were things that I didn't realize until I had moved here, that people who could be really famous in Canada were completely unknown here. Like the Rio Statics, or... I don't like, know them. Oh, um, okay. Like, there was a band, a Toronto band called the Bedouin Sound Clash that I loved when I was in, like, my early 20s. Oh, those and guys. I thought they were a big thing, but yeah, no, no, <laughs> not at all a big thing. Um, <laughs> I have a good friend here who, she's married to a guy who's in a band called the Philosopher Kings, who were huge in the 90s, mm-hmm. and then, and early 2000s, then I moved here and, like, met them. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the guy from... And, like, the Americans I was with were like, who? And Mm. I was like, what? (laughs) There's, like, there's a lot of things like that. And it's kind of, it's like a point of contention because our, we tend to gauge people's success, Canadian artists, by how well they do in the States. That's most of, yeah, most of the world, isn't it? Because this is where the money is, even though it isn't. See, my goal has always been to be a Canadian artist. To get accepted by Canada. In fact, I have by a record. Canada? Yeah, by Canada. I have a I have a record that's coming out that I recorded with a, in Vancouver with a bunch of Canadian musicians, because that was the country where I people resonated with what I was doing more than cool. when I was touring in the states in the in the nineties. And so it was always that people always thought it was weird. Like, why do you want to come here? Yeah, we want to get to where you are. I mean, then there's like bands like Tragically Hip like I don't know yeah. that they really cared that they weren't big in the States <laughs> like that I don't know that that was Gord Down they did like, like Tragically Hip yeah <laughs> they did okay I, I feel like they did better in the States than a lot of like, True. the yeah. Canadian bands that didn't do well in the yeah. States did Blue Sloan, Rodeo Blue Rodeo yeah they, were they big here no, no but did you did you uh, follow Bob Wiseman's stuff no I didn't oh, he was... how about Justin Bieber I mean that's a different. Do you own him? You threw him back to us, didn't you? <laughs> no. I apologize. I mean, he's a talented little bugger. Yeah. I don't give him that. Yeah. Well, he's something. Yeah. So, so you been so, but you left Canada long ago. I just passed my eight year mark, wow. which is really weird, actually. Yeah. And Marley is like in like. Canadian movies and stuff. She's like an actress. <laughs> like what? Comedy, like Canadian television. Stuff. So like what? So, so okay, here's, this is a really funny one. Like the last thing I shot before I moved to the States was Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Mm-hmm. Which is this, I have like one line in it. And I guess it just got released on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> it was like every day it's people be- are sending me beautiful. clips of it. And I'm like, this is so funny. But also I might get royalties. So that's yeah. cool. So that, that is, is cool. not funny. That is serious. <laughs> no, is and that is great. Is great. Yeah. But that's lot... not a Canadian film. No, I mean, it's super Canadian. I mean, it's but it, it's also, a, it's an international film. It's yeah. a it's a, Holly, it's a Hollywood film in Canada. Yeah. But is, are there films? You're fil- asking my like Canadian content? I'm thinking of like, the, yeah, your Canadian content. <laughs> I was, yeah, um, your I was on a show called My Life as a Dog that was my my first one. I was like 
I think I was nine when I auditioned and it was my first professional audition and then I booked the lead in it and I like lived in northern Manitoba. He like missed most of grade six and it, there was only one season, but it, I mean, it's a, I, it's still on apparently in some countries' yeah. places because I still get royalties I at watch Christmas. it every night. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, like bless his heart, like painstakingly converted all of our My Life as a Dog VHS into DVDs. So I do actually have them if That's, anyone wants I, to. Yes. <laughs> what is the what is the, the, the story of My Life as a Dog? Um, so it's based on this super weird 1960s Swedish novel that was then turned into a movie. Although I don't know that it actually really followed the storyline. Um, it's just this boy who his mother dies and he goes to live with his aunt and uncle who he's never met in this tiny town and um, antics ensue. There is a dog involved who no. follows him around no. and like is a jinx dog and And so what and what was and what was your role? I was the best friend. You're the I best was, friend of the boy. You seem like the best a best friend of the boy. Friend. Yeah, I was like a tomboy. Yeah. yeah. My name was AJ. My name is AJ. <laughs> Synchronicities abound. Although it was like a, a total mystery happening? because nobody ever knew what the J stood for because my name was Anastasia Burke and there was no J That's like, so at anywhere. specific. I know. Anastasia? Anastasia, I guess. Oh. I like saying Anastasia better. No, I'm just like, they put so much effort and they forgot about the J. I know. Yeah. yeah. Together. No explanation. Get your life together. Well, there's, and there's, I mean, you only did one season. Mm -hmm. That was probably something like, they would have got into in the second season. Fair, true. They're the like, middle and name. The Jay is coming. There's next an important season. cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> an important story. And I don't know if my the way that I actually know Myra. Yeah. It's super random. Switch. I just thought of it. it. Was that Myra's husband Phil was my very first roommate in L.A. I lived in this super weird house with me. Well, not was super weird. It's just me and four guys that I'd met on Craigslist, and one of them was Phil, who <laughs> was a very nice roommate. And oh. he says the same about you. Well, it's funny. I was telling you, um, Jay, when we were sitting outside, like, because I used to sing constantly in the house, and I would like think he wasn't home, and would just be like, like belting like mm. the Little Mermaid at eight thirty in the morning. As you should, yeah. as you damn well should. And then I would see him, and I'd be like, "I'm so sorry, <laughs> I apologize." And he was always like, "No, I like it." And I was like, "Of course he." Jay was like, one of the roommates too. Beautiful songstress. Mm -hmm. No, not Jay. Jay Green? Or no? No, I was just telling the story to oh. Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got it. And yeah. then Jay moved in. Yeah. And then Martha. <laughs> and Brian moved and in. And Brian moved in. And we all lived together. We lived together like, for years. Yeah. It's just so well. funny. And then Myra and I just, just did a show together a couple weeks ago. Yeah. At the played hotel a, cafe. Oh, played a show. Yeah. Awesome. We were part of a curation that Marley bossed up and totally took care of. And that was really great. Very cool. We had to break down a couple times. Did you? I was just stressed. That yeah. was a lot, I think. Curating a night is super hard. I did it for my album release, and I just like would write. I had like this uncopy for my text where I would just like, write back and be like, I don't know, figure it out. <laughs> I don't know, figure it out. I, or in another one I have at the ready is, I don't know, Google it. <laughs> fair. Totally like, what fair. What time are we? I'm like, I don't know, Google it. Check right. the advance. Should Check I? I advance. don't know, Google it. Like, I just, yeah, yeah I just can't. Yeah, it's much. Yeah. Well, uh, who else was on the who was was on the bill? Uh, we had Justin Michael Williams, who was wonderful, um, and then M. Tennyson, who's like a kind of new pop artist, who's and then this band called Uruguay also, who were this group. They were really cool. Yeah, we were doing a fundraiser for um, IMDEF, which is a law organization that's helps with immigrants and provides um, legal support to people who don't aren't afforded it in our. Um, in our system, so yes, yeah, it was cool. I think that was the added stress was that it was a fundraiser, and I was like, also figure out the raffle prizes yeah. and like coordinate with the charity. And, like, rah, rah. 
I don't think I really appreciated beforehand like uh, what yeah. that would entail. I also think it's kind of frustrating that music is not necessarily synonymous with fundraising anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Like more protests and social media protesting, but not so much like go pay for stuff and watch mm-hmm. it and then like do raffles and like it's kind of like it's yeah, it's a tough tough thing to figure out like in real people life. just do they just go online and click on a link and give back if they want to yeah you mm-hmm. know they don't really like need to show up that's a good point actually yeah. show up in person but yeah. there is something about being together with people that well that obviously has the magic right but our entire generation has missed that memo yeah so there's a lot of, there's a lot back. of not showing up <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a lot of sitting behind the computer did a lot of people did a lot of did, was there a good turnout for the it was pretty good. good. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah. I didn't I mean, actually like set a goal of what I wanted to raise. No, but so for something like that, with, you would have liked if there was like, you know, you want a wall-to-wall pack of people who are just super passionate and you're, you're putting on something and you really yeah. want people to understand the passion that you have behind it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm like speaking for you apparently. No, I think totally I'm okay <laughs> to do that. I'm sorry. But, you know, I've done Please. these kinds of things before and then, and then it's like, it's always going to be lackluster, I think, in comparison to what it could be. Mm. I have to say, I've... I love doing... I used to do Radio 8 Ball. For years, I was doing it as a live event after it was on the radio. I've been doing the show for 20 years. Wow. did it 10 years on terrestrial radio, and then I did it for like five years as a theatrical production. Mm-hmm. And I lo- there was a part of it that I loved doing it as a theatrical production, but audiences are stressful. Yeah, variables. Another yeah, name totally. for an audience is yeah. a variable. <laughs> like variables they of can any be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the combination of worrying about whether or not enough of them will show up to justify mm. a thing mm-hmm. and yeah. wondering, particularly with this, with a format like this that really requires attention to all of the aspects of it, is like, I, uh, what I'm saying is that I have found great joy in doing this being able to find a way to do my art in an intimate way mm. that broadcasts to the world, like that has, like it's meant for an audience, but they're not necessarily required for the doing of it. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's been really liberating. I mean, I don't know if I've, sometimes when I, uh, when I'm talking with people, uh, when I'm not, when the audience isn't listening, I say that I've, I've kind of, I'm, I'm anti audience. <laughs> I've sort of become anti-audience, and I don't like it's a weird uh, it's a weird feedback loop because I actually do. I, I love I love listeners. Yeah. I love being a listener. I love being. I don't necessarily always love being in an audience mm. if yeah. the audience isn't all ready to go there with the artist. Mm-hmm. Like if they're the yip yappers or the well, don't we always love yeah. people who don't talk back, right? But like mm-hmm. I, that reminds me of like. Of a thing that I did recently where I taught at, again, that, that um, the Governor's Institute of the Arts, where I was trying to run, um, like, the very first, uh, I guess you'd call it, like, a workshop for people of color that was exclusionary of people who were not of color, yeah. which was, like, a big thing, right? Like, pedagogically, like, to, you know, start dividing people is, like, kind of a thing. And then also to have a workshop that included people who were not of color, but I was trying to figure out a way to do that in which they wouldn't like come in with all their like hems and haws and like bullshit mm-hmm. and like offending people like mm-hmm. left and right and all of a sudden these fights like started to break loose so I was like here's what we're gonna do you guys can write questions down on pieces of paper and hand them <laughs> up to a panel which I have made very diverse <laughs> you know male female black white like every you know everybody you can think of and uh, we will answer those questions for you and you will sit there and shut up 
and listen and be a good listener and you yeah. will learn how to be an active listener. And that is essentially a podcast, right? Isn't it? Like yeah. you, they can't talk back. Right. Yeah. Well, when you're a musician, it's a little different. You've got an active audience. you got, you got a live one yeah. here or there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in Olympia, Washington, where I, I live, the, the college there had a big thing about that they were doing, they have a day of absence, which is basically exactly what you're mm. describing, where it's just like white people step back. We yeah. let the let let someone else have this like for a day, yeah. just for a day. <laughs> Make don't it not be about you. Have not, and mm. it and it. If you do some research on it, it led to protests and right wingers coming yeah. involved. It became a target and. There's just like <laughs> it's. it's big I reached well, my wine. I'm like we can't. I left my wine. Well, my my, my point in saying that is it is that is a that's a f uh, that's a, f a a new frontier that is being pushed, and I love hearing that you're mm -hmm. bringing that into the arts and find and eventually that it's like through like like scientific the scientific method, eventually you'll someone will hit on the formula that really works yeah. to allow that to happen in a way that everyone can like uh like for me like growing up as a as a feminist kid boy in a feminist household like getting the idea that fem that Un the undoing the patriarchy I'm, is something I do for me selfishly. Are because you really hedging on my question right I'm now? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's like no. a big segue. That the reason guys should be feminist is not for women, but for themselves. Because it enlightened, Because it's better for... It, because you said, like, symmetry. Yeah. Without symmetry, we're all sort of out of balance. And there's a lack of symmetry so if you want in a your life as a man gets better when feminism exists you know our the life life as white people gets better when it's good for everyone yeah. you know and when it's not all in that one quadrant I feel like we can give him some snaps on no 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 i'm not i don't want a virtue <laughs> I signal agree with that though but, i really you know. would though no but thank you for not doing that but it's like, interesting yeah. like i even some of the like feminist women of color who i follow i've seen conversations happen where they they'll make a post and say you know i know i have a lot of white followers as well like this post is specifically for my women of color followers to comment on and to have a dialogue together and like if you could please respectfully you can read the comments you can learn from the comments but please don't engage yourselves involve yourselves in this conversation and undoubtedly every time there's like people coming in and being like this is like this is racism and this Ugh. is unfair and like this is like if you're separating people you're separate and like just and you're right like i don't know if there's that we have yet found the way to properly communicate it so that people don't get their hackles up in in it's like because it's a learning process i guess it's like when you don't see that you've been living your entire life with the whole world being your space mm -hmm. then it's you can't really acknowledge and you you get angry when it's stripped seems to be under attack and taken away from you mm. yeah but, yeah, I mean, it's so many hours we would just put into this conversation right now. I was just like, yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Yay, many things. intersectionality. <laughs> well, and it's really interesting. Like, I know, I mean, you're mixed, and like, I'm mixed, but I look white, and it's like a really, mm. it's a it's really specific experience, also, because you're mm. like, you know, I'm never going to. Ex I'm part Chinese, and I'm like never going to experience the racism that people direct towards Chinese people. But people say racist things about Asian people in front of me yep. all the time, yeah. and I'm like, hi, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me. But it's like, yeah. oh, but it's 
for a long time I felt really not comfortable owning even like stating that I was Asian even though that was like a huge part of how I was raised and a big part of um, who I am but it because I know that it I wasn't ever put into that category it felt wrong to to refer to myself as that or own mm. that you know mm -hmm. and the older I get I think the more Meanwhile, comfortable I get with that I'm biracial but both of my parents raised me as black. Hmm, interesting. My white father included. So culturally, I've got this like weird battle to fight with like other people who have a say so. Yeah. But they don't have a say so. Yeah. <laughs> That's the. Because I'm the human that they're talking about. Right. So it's like yeah, it's a very weird thing. Black folks and white folks alike. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a it's been a thing. Well, I mean, that... not so much anymore because now I just say like fuck you and don't hang I out anymore. I don't I'm care. Like, what I'm do like you I'm genuinely yeah. like, I'm gonna go over here now. Um, you don't get to be hold up like... my. What is it? The holding the. You don't hold my frame. You don't hold oh. my frame. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's nice imagery. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually find, in general, Asian people are a lot more open to accepting me as Asian than people yeah. who aren't. Because like white people are like, but you're not Asian, and I'm like, yeah. no, nope, am. <laughs> but but within yeah. Black culture, is so much racism within sure. the gradients of of skin color. So mm -hmm. you know, of course, being a light skinned Black woman also brings up a lot of triggering things for for a lot Darker, of Black yeah. folks. So I think. Yeah, I have respect for that too. To yeah, a fair amount anyway. Yeah, should we do a thing? Yeah, let's get to the question. Okay, good, good. <laughs> should I keep us good on hosting. task? Should <laughs> I <Like, nice. laughs> These conversations well, are just so thrilling. So. I know. I brought you yeah. my best, my best people. So, Marley, what is your question for the Pop Oracle? Uh, my question, Pop Oracle. Oh, wait, do I play the thing? No. Okay. Um. Are we going to get to witness in our lifetimes the collapse of the patriarchy? Are we going to get to witness in our lifetimes the collapse of the patriarchy? Destruction. And now, yeah. Maybe. Destruction. And Damn. now, to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 we love it. And it landed on song number three. What if roses. it lands on the same? What if it lands on the same number twice? Uh, then we will Spin switch again. to the cards. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, so that's these. There's yeah. cards there. Yeah. All right. So, will we ever dismantle the patriarchy? Yeah. Do we get to? What, do in we get our to lifetime. see it in our lifetime? Um, and then I pick one. No, no. We already no, got we're it. Good. We we got it. We don't have to engage the cards. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Will we ever be able to dismantle the... Okay. I bet you think that I'm bad Cause you got someone else to hold you at night And I'm not saying that I'm glad But I'm not looking for a fight Think you deserve all love that handle in your life I bet she tastes like roses I know I taste like wine but she loved you quickly well I got nothing but time but she calls you baby in a voice that sounds nothing like mine I bet she tastes like roses 
Stay as steady as a mountain. I'll try to watch it all unfold and chalk it up to a lesson. In patience and control, think you deserve all the love your eager hearts could ever hold. I bet you taste like roses. I know I taste like wine. I bet she loved you quickly. Well, I got nothing but time. But she calls you, baby, in a voice that sounds nothing like mine. I bet she tastes like a rose. All the time, what you? You think I didn't have a clue that someone else was loving you? I got no regrets. I got no regrets with my love, 'cause I'm not here to start a war. Plus, I'm sure she'll love you more. I'm sure she'll. She calls you, baby, in a voice that sounds nothing like mine. But she tastes like roses all the time. It's <laughs> a deep <Ooh>. sign. <laughs> That was <laughs> "Roses" from Myra Flynn. The answer to Marley's question: Will we in our lifetime see the end of the patriarchy, and or the downfall of the patriarchy? Dismantle. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, what a beautiful song! And I'm so curious. I have so I have a bunch of ideas about how that uh, relates. But look, tell us a little bit about the background of yeah. where it comes from. Just wrap it up real quickly. Um, I had found out that an ex of mine, a very long ago ex, but also one of the biggest relationships of my life, um, was like dating a friend, like a close friend. 
And I first wrote like 16 songs of pure hate. (laughs) 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 And then... uh, As one does. Yeah, as one does. And And then I kind of grew up a little... And I think a big goal for me was trying to grow up in my songwriting because songwriting was always like a angst riddled thing that mm-hmm. I would do in this like cathartic way that was just like, I'm feeling like shit. You're going to hear it here. And it's, I'm not Alanis Morissette and that's OK. Yeah. And I love I love the, the people who do that and do it well. But I wanted to write a song that said, like, fuck you in the nicest way possible. Yeah. And so I felt like Roses did that. But also, you know, wish people well. You do wish people well mm-hmm. unless you're like horrible person like you do you want them to be happy and stuff and and i love them both still very much dearly you know good friend good ex and you know i i wish them well um did they last as a couple yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. marriage and baby nice. and the whole thing yeah well yeah. you remember as you said one of the things that holds your frame is no hate right no hate no so hate. you can't like yeah no hate yeah, yeah. it's hard to, to be angry yeah. at love even if it like hurts yeah you feel like any addition of love into the world is a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think one of the things we get kind of like precious about, I mean, I would say as women, just because of how we're emotionally structurally built a lot of us, but I won't, I won't say that because it could be anybody obviously, but is like, you can't hurt me. You like, you can't, you can't do that to me. And it's like, well, yeah, you can, you, you can hurt me. And like this, it's okay to like be hurt. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like it's kind of normal. Yeah. Like it sucks. And we create all this shit around like protecting that so it doesn't happen anymore. Right. But like, I think what you should focus on everyone in general is resilience. Mm-hmm. That's like much more the key to being happy than like trying to trying to uh, protect because it doesn't work. Like, I think also like not trying to look for like I don't. I doubt that your friend and your ex were there was any maliciousness towards no, you, you know. But no. it's like it's easy to see things as a slight to us or as a thing that has hurt us when it often doesn't right. have anything to do. I know with that it's at not, all. You know, nothing to do. And with there's me no at intention all. behind. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. I think that to the question and relating to it that. Your your song speaks only highly of of her, you know. Like it is like you can tell that you're hurt by it, yeah. but there's no negative. And I think one of the worst things that the patriarchy has done is like penned women against each other and made us mm. pitted women against each other, and make us think that we're I see what you supposed to not get along. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> tying it in, tying it in, uh, yes. and you're going against that is what I'm saying. So she's yeah. helping to dismantle the patriarchy. It's a pretty song, song about <laughs> an ugly thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and that was the thing. Yeah, it was definitely like and and even in just like this really old story of just like how in like treatment of men, I think sometimes too of just kind of you know it's just like we weren't right. Like that's mm-hmm. that's cool. Which is hard. Mm-hmm. We were young. It's a hard thing to accept. Like, you know, yeah. worst case scenario, you write a song. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all For my exes. Me. I'm like, if you don't want to have a song written about you, then you don't should not date a, date a songwriter. Because yeah. <laughs> it will happen inevitably. Yes. It'll totally happen. And if you come to the show, I'll sing it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and don't, don't, you, don't you love when people are like, why don't you ever write about me? It's like, oh, I will. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's or not, I have. It's not going to be when it's. It's not going to be when I'm happy about things. Yeah. It's going to be when I'm struggling with something. That's yeah. why I write. You know. I always just try to say that that's like my most ladylike song about an ugly thing. Like I, I couldn't yeah. have written it with any more grace. You know, because except this, when you, she plays it live, she adds curse words. Yeah, so and then really I say nice. fucking yeah. roses. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so following along this, uh, so I was like, I was like, oh well, like rose that also has a chakra relationship to the mm. heart the rose relates very much to the heart chakra makes sense. and well there were a couple of things first of all i was definitely thinking about what you were saying about like just the idea of well a lot of times well whenever anyone asks a question about something out there it always ends up being personal mm. so the idea that a question that you would ask about how to dismantle the patriarchy gets answered with a a song about competition between women is sort of like uh, there's a term in uh, practice I do called co-counseling that is called uh, internalized oppression, which is basically yeah. when you take on the messages that you and you become the the enforcer Absolutely. of the things that were put upon you, whether it's to you or to others. Internalized to the next misogyny, yeah. right? Rampant amongst women, right? <laughs> and uh, pretty much, and it's across the board. Yeah. Like Jews have internalized anti-Semitism. Totally. You know, disabled people have anti internalized anti disabled Like we, it's a just it's a human thing that mm. to take. It's almost like mm -hmm. what, with my question at the beginning. Like I am. Like with my the bullying thing, like taking on like that somehow that's going to be a good thing, and I'm going to make it a like in that I'm internalizing the that imp mm -hmm. oppression and trying to somehow trying to make sense of it. Like again, like a songwriter does, but with the song, like you said, with you especially, which I, what I love about this is that there is such consciousness about try about trying to navigate, and that is really about that heart chakra, like the the strength of the heart chakra is to navigate gracefully these really intense terrains mm -hmm. when it feels like your whole world is mm -hmm. being torn apart because that's where we're, we're really sensitive. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I was just thinking, and I don't know if this is what's in the song, but it's just, I feel like I just wanted a reflection I wanted to say is that I don't, like, again, going back to the initial reading, that first reading that I got about the, your father and him manifesting the the really powerful the great aspects of a patriarch mm -hmm. a, a good like the the positive oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so in that <laughs> yeah. song yeah uh, rec and so it's almost like what i'm hoping is that rather than dismantling the patriarchy which is again all, there are all kinds of vestiges of it that need to be torn down but elevating the matriarchy mm -hmm. and like finding creating the balance and not necessarily because there, it's two different kinds of uh, intelligence. Two different. It's it's a you know if they work with we're going to be binary or on a scale. There, it's just like it's holding up the the symmetry, right? And so as much maybe it's not one or the other, but as much as we're dismantling one, building up the other. And Absolutely. a part of that is something that's in this song or what this song is striving for is trying to reach across that broken heart divide to this other person, even when you don't feel like it, and finding like solidarity in that whatever whatever it is that you shared as friends, as women friends, as women who loved have loved the same man like all of these things are fraught with cultural weight and personal weight and yeah. to to reach that to do that gracefully and do it beautifully in song i think it's a really nice reflection of 
one of the ways towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've heard I in that co-counseling practice one thing I've heard is like when men aren't when men are cruel to each other, it doesn't make the world safer for women. When men are kind to each other, when my, men are gentle to each other, when men are not in competition, it makes the world safer for women. And, you know, not necessarily, well, not always, because there are ways that people can be in collaboration that are negative. But in general, but in that being kind to each other, we make things better for everyone else. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Amen. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I got out of that song. Cool. I love that. Awesome. Lesson learned. (laughs) Yeah. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. I love that song. Well, uh, Marley, is is there a chance I can get some of your music to throw on the end of this podcast so people can hear what you do? Definitely. We're actually going into the studio this Wednesday to record a new single. Um, And we have one EP out. Your voice is so amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I just not even talking, just listening to you just speak is really... And I have a, I'm a huge Canuckophile, so... That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I've met people here who know more things about Canada than I do. <laughs> There's a guy at my work who's, like, always, like, coming and be like, oh, blah, 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 and you, like, drop a reference, and I'm like, I have genuinely no idea what you're talking about. Well, all I get is maple syrup from where I'm from, so... <laughs> you, you know real maple syrup, I mean, like I, I know. Yeah. Do you know Veda Hilly? No. I gotta, no. I gotta turn you on to some of your, your country Sorry. folk. Yeah. yeah. Well. Thanks for being on here. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. having me. This so has been cool delightful. Yeah. I'm going to shout out my band again <laughs> with The Color Coast. You can find us online at The, the Color, Color Coast. Coast. Color spelled C-O-L-O-U-R slash the proper way. Find them on the, the internet. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Ball Show.
Show. <laughs>